All right, H12, how are we doing tonight? Hmm, let's, uh, okay, one more time. H12, how are we doing tonight? Yes, uh, you guys look exceptionally tacky tonight. I love it, well done. Uh, I had my Macklemore jacket on earlier, but I was getting far too sweaty in here, um, which is also like, that's the advantage of thrift store clothes. When you have pit stains, you don't know if they're theirs or yours, right? Like, who knows? Who knows? So that's kind of the, the beauty. You should talk to Matt Venable about that. He's got another type of stain on his. Uh, anyways, we're so pumped that you guys are here. If this is your very first time to, uh, to H12, we want to let you know that we're not normally uh, this tacky. But tonight, in honor of yard sale, we're having thrift shop night. And uh, well done. Congratulations on Nutella. 11 pounds. How long do you think that's going to take to finish? You don't know. Do you think it will last the summer? Depends on how many friends you invite over, right? And then it's totally done. Right on. Well, guys, we are so pumped that you are here tonight. Uh, like I said, we're in this series called Yard Sale. And the big idea of Yard Sale is that uh, it's all about what we treasure, right? Because if you go to a yard sale or you go to a consignment shop or Goodwill or thrift shop, whatever, here's kind of here's the main idea, right? You guys know this. Uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure, right? One man's trash, another man's treasure. Something that I think is lame that I'm going to give away, someone else might find valuable. And in the same way, when I go to Goodwill, I find things that I think are treasure, such as, such as these boots right here. You guys like these? Pretty awesome. I don't know what's better. Uh, these boots are my legs, right? These are like boots. I don't appreciate that, okay? So I work out all the time. Yeah, that's right. So, so yard sales, thrift shops, all that stuff, all about what we treasure. And this series is all about what we treasure too. Because whether you realize it or not, all of us in this room, whether you're like, you just graduated and you're heading off to college or like you're getting ready for your sophomore, junior, senior year of high school, all of us in this room, we all treasure something, right? Like uh, obviously some of you treasure Nutella enough to dress crazy. Any Nutella fans in the room? Anyone... Nutella's life. Anyone a little upset you did not win the Nutella? Is that, I know, I know. Y'all tried, man. That, that was like, I thought you were going to win. I really did. It was, it was very close. Actually, check it out. So after the first week, after the first week of, of uh, yard sale, you know, I mentioned all these examples of like things you could treasure. So I talked about like phones, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And someone came up to me very upset, like, 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 like noticeably upset. They were like, hey, uh, you didn't mention food. And I was like, you know what? You're right. People can treasure food. And not only can people treasure food, I treasure food, right? Like I love, like, uh, in fact, here's kind of the litmus test of whether or not I want to eat it is, um, is it edible? Like, can it be eaten? And if the answer is yes, then yes, I'm going to eat it, right? So we can treasure Nutella. You can treasure food. You can treasure girlfriend, boyfriend, phone, whatever. Uh, Clash of Clans. Any, any Clash of Clanners out there? Crazy, crazy. Yeah, so we can all treasure something. And last week we talked about this, that your heart and my heart is on a treasure hunt, right? That your heart is always looking for something to treasure. So whether it's a phone or boy or girl or whatever, we're all looking, all looking for something to treasure. And the treasure hunt, the treasure hunt is actually a two-way street. And so what I mean by that is we treasure things that treasure us. Have you guys noticed that? We treasure things that treasure us. Here's what I mean. Uh, ladies in the room, right? You got this, you got this guy 
and you're, and you're kind of interested, and you think maybe he's kind of interested. Uh, and then he actually, like, takes you on a date like a man, right? Is, is that any men in the room ever take a lady on a date? Yeah, you wish, right? But if that were to ever happen, and he comes up, and he picks you off your feet, then you're like, oh, my gosh, I treasure. I treasure this guy so much more because he actually treasures me. Like, if the guy you're interested in takes you to go see the fault in our stars, then you will go crazy for him. Am I right? Yes, guys. Free dating advice right now. You go take your lady to go see that movie and she will love you forever. And she will cry on your shoulder for all time. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Right? Because we treasure things. That movie... Uh, the Fault in Our Stars. Don't go see it. It's terrible. It's terrible. It is. Um, but I'm telling you, you want the ladies, guys. Go take them to see that movie, man. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. Yeah, free nap. That's right. Now, 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 some of you, you know this, right? We treasure things that treasure us. Some of you, like, you play sports, and the more, like, the more football you play, uh, the better you get. And then the better you get, people start to notice you, Right? And then, and then when people start to notice you, you start to like football a little bit more. Because all of a sudden, this sport that you just started playing is now actually treasuring you. And people know who you are because you play football, because you play lacrosse, because you play hockey. All of a sudden, this sport that you once treasured is now treasuring you, which causes you to treasure it even more. Because we treasure things, we treasure things that treasure us, right? That's what we do. And the opposite is true, too. So if there's something you treasure and it doesn't treasure you back... That's where all our disappointment and heartache comes from, right? Like all of us in this room, we have heartache, disappointment, like we're upset with things because we treasure them and then they don't treasure us back. And so guys, if you're interested in this lady, like you see her from across the room and you're like, dude, like that's her, man. I'm going to send her, I'm going to send her the emojis with the heart eyes, man. Like it's going to happen, right? It's going to happen. And then all of a sudden she starts talking to another guy. I know. And then, and then all of a sudden, you're like, I don't really treasure this girl anymore. Like I once did, but now because she doesn't treasure me back, I don't really treasure her anymore. Or maybe, maybe you've got this group of friends that you would really love to be a part of, right? And so you're trying everything you can to impress them, to make them happy, but they're still, no matter what you do, they're not letting you into their group. And so all of a sudden, you're no longer going to treasure them. Because we naturally, we treasure things that treasure up. And all the heartache and all the disappointment in our lives comes from the things that we treasure not actually treasuring us. And so this whole series, the past two weeks, I've been talking about the fact that we should all treasure God, right? That treasuring God is the number one thing that we should do. We should treasure him above everything else, that God should be our number one treasure. But some of you in the room, if you were honest, you're like, well, well like I, got a little, I got a little problem with that. And, 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 like, I guess my biggest question is, well, like, why? Like, why, why should I treasure God? Like, why should I treasure God above everything else? And if you're asking that question, chances are there's actually a question kind of underneath the surface. And that question is, how do I know? How do I know that God treasures me? How do I know that God treasures me? Because naturally, we treasure things that treasure us. And all the disappointment comes from when we treasure something that doesn't actually treasure us. So when I'm sitting up here on stage and I'm telling you to treasure God is number one, some of you are like, but how do I know? How do I know that God, that God will actually treasure me? 
right? Like that's, the, that's our fear is that, is that we don't know if God's going to treasure us. In fact, some of you, some of you can think back to a time where it seemed like God didn't really treasure you. Because based on the circumstances you were in, it's like the opposite of God treasuring you. It's the opposite of God caring about you. Some of you may even be in that situation right now, where if you're honest, you're like, I, like if God treasures us, I just, I just don't think he, he knows who I am. I don't think he cares about me. I don't think he treasures me. See, when, I, um, when we got married, my wife and I got married, we were crazy young, like really, really, really young. Um, I just graduated from college, and Catherine still had two more years, two more years of college. And, uh, but I'm telling you, man, we, uh, we were those people. I don't know if you've, if, if you've seen these uh, people, but we were those people. They were like, you know what? We're, like, we're broke. We don't have any money, but we got love. Mm. Like, man, we got love. Like, we don't know how we're going to pay the bills, but we got love. And we thought, right, and it's like, oh, that's so romantic. That's so, that's so nice. And some of you right now are like, I can't wait. I want to be, like, poor and married. No, you don't, okay? <laughs> no, you don't. Because here's what happens. Then you actually get married, and you're like, huh. Hmm. Turns out money is, like, kind of important. Like, like, like things actually cost something. Like, as great as it would be to be like, hey, all you need is love right? All you need is love, right? Like the Beatles had it right. All you need is love. And I wish that were true. I do. Um, but, but I don't know if anyone has ever successfully done this, right? Like, like if, you're, if you're staying at an apartment and then you go up to like your landlord and you're like, hey, what's going on, man? The rent is due today. I get that. But um, just want you to know, me and my wife, we're in love. So we should be good. Anyway, see you next year. Right? Like, that does not work. Or, like, if you're, like, charging stuff on your card, you call up Visa, you're like, hey, Visa, just, I, you might not have known, just got married, okay? So we're in love. So, anyways, have a good one. We'll see you. Right? That just, that does not work. And so we found that out the hard way, that all of a sudden, we're married, and we're broke, and, like, we're, like, we're working really hard, but we're still barely able to make ends meet. In fact, things were, things were so bad that, like, we, we were having to charge, like, normal stuff like groceries on a credit card, and we weren't able to pay it off. So we were getting deeper and deeper and deeper into debt. And all the stress and all the weight of being married and not being able to provide was, was piling up. And then, um, and then one day, uh, like two months into marriage, uh, my car broke down. So that's nice. You know, like, like I, I, I literally stopped at a red light, and then it turned green, and I put my foot on the gas like normal, and it just, it didn't go anywhere. And so I was like, you're, like, you're kidding. Like, God, come on. I don't, like, we don't have money to pay the bills. How am I going to fix this car? And then, like, two weeks after that, Catherine's car broke down. And so we're just, like, overwhelmed. And I remember there was one night where, um, like, Catherine was asleep, and I got up in the middle of the night, and I went out to the living room. And I just had an honest conversation with God. And I was like, God, I, uh, like, can you chill out for a little bit? Like, like can, you, can you take it easy? Because, because we're not doing okay. And we weren't doing okay before the cars broke down. And now what do you expect us to do? Like, God, I don't know if you care about us, but you have a terrible way of showing it, right? Like, if supposedly, if you treasure us, it doesn't really look that way. In fact, it looks like you're ignoring us. Because no matter how hard we pray, things don't seem to get any better. And so in that moment, the question in my head was, how do I know? How do I know that God actually treasures us? 
Because based on my circumstances, it doesn't really look like he does. And maybe some of you tonight are like, how do I know? Like, how do I know that God actually treasures me? And this was a question that the disciple closest to Jesus actually wrestled with. And so I want to look at what he said. This is in 1 John. So go ahead, grab your Bibles. They should be under your chair, maybe in your lap. I want to look at 1 John chapter 4. It's on page 1,230. Page 1,230. And this is... uh, it's, it's like all the way towards the back of your Bible. Um, this is actually, not only is it one of the last letters in, in your Bible, it's actually one of the last letters ever written. Um, I don't know if you knew this or not, but all of, all of the letters that like make up the second half of the Bible called the New Testament, these are letters written by people that spent one-on-one time with Jesus. So they hung out with Jesus, they saw him resurrected, and then they started writing letters to other people. They started writing letters to their friends, to people they were mentoring, and to churches. And this letter right here was actually written after all the other letters were written. Because, see, people like Peter and James, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they're all writing these letters, and they're saying the same thing I was saying the past two weeks. And they're like, hey, treasure God. You need to treasure God. God needs to be your number one treasure. Like, all of your life needs to all be about him, because treasuring God is the best thing that could ever happen to you. It's just there was, there was like one little problem. And the problem was, the people that were treasuring God were getting killed. Like, they were getting killed. People that treasured God, in spite of the fact that they treasured God, they were being murdered. In fact, they were being murdered because of the fact that they treasured God. And so it looks like the reward for treasuring God is that you get murdered, which is not a good thing. Like, that's not a cool way to, to start a revolution, and yet that's what's happening all over the place. In fact, Paul, who wrote much in the New Testament, by the time this was written, Paul had already been murdered. The emperor of Rome actually beheaded him because he claimed to be a Christian. Peter, he was crucified upside down. And after all these people that claimed to follow after Jesus were murdered, John sits down to write this. He's one of the last disciples that actually survived. And so you can imagine that as he's writing to his church, as he's telling them, guys, we need to treasure God, all the people in his church are like, but it doesn't look like that's a good idea. (laughs) Like, this doesn't end well for those of us that treasure God. And so obviously the question they're asking is, how do we know? How do we know that God actually treasures us? Because based on what I'm seeing, it doesn't look like he treasures us. So how do we know? How do we know that God treasures us? And then in verse 9 of chapter 4, he says this, This is how God showed his love. In other words, this is how you know. How do you know that God treasures us? This is how you know. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. So how do you know? How do you know that God actually treasures you? How do you know that God cares about you? Here's what he doesn't say. He doesn't say, if your life is going well and everything is like peachy and like you're smiling all the time, that's how you know that God loves you. Hey, if your life is free of pain, then that's how you know that God loves you. He doesn't say that. When asked the question, how do we know that God actually loves us? He says, it's Jesus. Jesus. Look at G- if you look at Jesus, that's how you know that God actually loves you. And then he goes on. He says, this is love. Here's how you know. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved 
us. And, and we got to pause right there because this is huge. This is huge. So many of us in this room, this is kind of the way we approach God. We say, okay, if I, if I treasure God enough, right, if I give up a lot of stuff and I say, all right, I'm going to treasure you, God, and I'm going to focus on you, and I'm going to read scripture, and I'm going to pray all the time, and if I really, really, really treasure God in my heart, then maybe one day, maybe after treasuring him for long enough, maybe he's going to look at me and say, there we go, okay, now I treasure you. Like, we think that we have to convince God and coerce God, God, I want you to treasure me, so I need to try really hard, I need to treasure you with everything I have. And then maybe, maybe one day, God will treasure us. <laughs> but John says, no, 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 that's not it at all. It's not that you treasure God, and then you hope that he treasures you back. It's that God treasures you first. God's the one that takes the first step to treasure you. It's not you convincing God to treasure him. It's God on his own deciding before you that he is going to treasure you. And here's how we know. Here's how we know the rest of that verse. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us first because he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. The way that we know that God loves us is that he sent Jesus and Jesus gave up his life for us. See, when John wrote this, all these other Christians were giving their lives for Jesus. And John writes to his church to say, now listen, listen, don't forget, Jesus died for you first. You know that, right? That, that, that God loves you so much that Jesus already died for you. And he didn't die just as a martyr. It says he died as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. This is, this, this is a huge phrase, I'm telling you. If you want to know, how do we know that God actually loves us, it's this. It's that Jesus died as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Because here's, here's kind of the big picture, okay? There's a God, and that God is huge. He created everything you see. Like, like whenever you go on a roller coaster, and you go downhill like really quick, and your stomach kind of, and you're like, whoa, that was awesome. That feeling, God made that. Like God invented that. God invented laughter, God invented the smile, God invented love, God invented everything. He invented all the trees outside, all the stars in the sky, and, and he made you. He made you. The God that formed the stars formed you. Not just that. This is, this is wild. That God made you and I in his image. Nothing else, I don't know if you knew this, nothing else in all of creation is made in God's image. Nothing else can claim that, but we can claim that. In fact, there was a writer of part of the New Testament that said we are God's masterpiece. We're God's masterpiece. God treasured us that when he created us, he created us in his image. We are his masterpiece. Another writer said that we, all of us in this room, are fearfully and wonderfully made. So God made us from the outset, and he treasured us simply in the way that he made us. And then we said, hey, God, that's cool that you, like, made me and that you treasure me and all that stuff, but I don't really care about you. And so I'm just going to kind of do my own thing. And so instead of worshiping and treasuring the God that made us and treasures us, we decided to treasure things that he made. So instead of treasuring the creator, we decided to treasure the created. And so we treasure our phones, we treasure our girlfriend, our boyfriend, all in hopes that it would satisfy, but it never will, because that's sin. 
See, that's sin. When you treasure things above God, that's sin. And sin always separates you from God. It always leaves you with regret. It never fulfills you. It always ruins relationships. See, see so, so instead of treasuring God above everything else, we treasure our own need to be in control and have authority. And so we disrespect our parents, disrespect teachers, and we lie, and we cheat, and we steal. We do whatever it takes to get ahead. And that's sin. And it separates us from God. And it ruins our relationship with God. It ruins our relationship with other people. And it leaves us with regret and with shame. And so instead of treasuring God above everything else, we decide to treasure our own comfort and our own pleasure. And so whether it's porn or whether it's sleeping with your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever, going too far further than you know you should, that's sin and it separates you from God. And it leaves you with all this regret and all this shame and you feel terrible because you know You know that you've upset the balance between you and God. You know you've ruined that relationship. And so our sin, our sin does that. It separates us from God. And here's kind of like the worst part about it. Um, Our sin separates us from God, and there's nothing we can do about it. There isn't. There's, There's nothing you can do to actually close that gap between you and God. There's nothing you can do to like take away that shame. There's nothing you can do to get rid of that regret. It's there forever. In fact, you are forever separated from God because of your sin and because of my sin. We are separated from God and there's nothing that we can do. And then God stepped in. God, like the same God that created us, the same God that formed us and loved us and treasured us, That same God stepped in. The same God that we said, God, I don't really care about you. Like, that's fine that you kind of do your own thing. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do my thing, okay? So no thanks to you. I'm just going to live my own life, and we live with all this regret. That same God that we turned away from stepped in because he treasured us that much, that he stepped in, and he sent Jesus, his one and only son, to die for us. And he died as an atoning. Let's go back real quick. He died, if we can go back to the previous slide, as an atoning sacrifice, an atoning sacrifice for our sin. What atoning sacrifice means is one life given for the life of another. One life given for the life of another. You and I, we deserve to die on the cross. We deserve to be forever separated from God. We deserve all the pain that Jesus took, but Jesus took our pain. See, it's almost like if you can imagine someone's got a gun and they're like aiming it right at you and they pull the trigger and as the bullet leaves the chamber, Jesus jumps in front of the bullet and he takes the bullet that was coming for you and he dies in your place as an atoning sacrifice for your sins. So how do we know? How do we know that God actually treasures us? It's that he would go through such great lengths to actually be with you That not only did he create you, not only did he think that you were awesome and he loved every part of you and you were made in his image and he treasured you, but even when you turned away, he still stepped in, sent Jesus to actually die for you because he loved you that much and he took every bit of shame, every bit of guilt, every bit of condemnation, everything you and I deserved, Jesus took that as he hung there on the cross and died as an atoning sacrifice for you and for me. See, so we treasure God because he first treasured us. The reason we treasure God is because we know he first treasured us. 
Because before you and I were born, Jesus died for us. Before we messed up, Jesus died for you and for me. Because he loved us that much. That he would go through such great lengths as to give up his own life. Before we were even breathing, he died for you. See, we treasure God because he first treasured us. In fact, later in, in, the, uh, in the book of 1 John, just a few verses later, he says this. He says, we love because he first loved us. The whole reason we treasure God is not because everything in our life is going well. It's not like we don't know that God treasures us because everything in life is working out exactly the way that we wanted. We know that God treasures us because he sent his only son to die on the cross as an atoning sacrifice for our sins, for you and for me. That's how we know that God loves us. That's how we know that God cares because he sent Jesus. And there's some of you tonight that you walked into this room and maybe it was like your friend that invited you uh, or it's been a while and you just decided to come back. Uh, or maybe you've been here for a long time. And if I were to ask you, hey, real quick, do you think God cares about you? In a moment of honesty, you would say, not really. Not really. Because um, my parents are splitting up. And I've prayed and I've asked God to keep them together. But they're still splitting up. So I don't think God cares. If I were to ask you, do you think, do you think God actually treasures you? You'd say, no, not really. Because the group of friends I was with, they're, they're like ignoring me now. It doesn't matter what I do, they just won't accept me. And then my whole life was in that group of friends. And now I'm lost. Maybe some of you are so deep in addiction that all of the fallout of your addiction is causing you to look at God in anger and say, God, could you chill out? Like, could you, could you stop for a second? Because it doesn't look like you treasure me. And the whole time, your heavenly father is sitting at the edge of heaven looking down saying, but I sent my son for you. How can you not know that I love you when I sent Jesus to die for you? How do you not get it? How do you not know that God loves you this much? Because of what Jesus did on the cross. I know, I know the circumstances are tough. I know that things in your life are not the way you would like them to be. But I love you. I sent Jesus to prove that. What else do you want me to do? I sent Jesus, my only son, and he died in your place. I created you in my image. You turned away, and then I sent Jesus to bring you back. I love you. And that's what God would say to you today. That I know it's tough. And I know that maybe you doubt. But we treasure God because he first treasured us. Let me pray for you. God, I know that I know there's students in the room that need to know that you care about them. They need to realize that, God, you, you love them more than anything else, more than anyone in their life ever has or ever could, and that the reason that we treasure you is because you first treasured us. And the way we know 
is that you sent Jesus. God, and I love these students, man. I, I, I love them so much, but I never sent my son to die for them. But you did. That's how much you love them is that you sent Jesus to die for them. So God, would you let that sink in that we treasure you because you first, you first treasured us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I want to I want to do one thing real quick. Um, the band's getting ready to play one more song, um, but there's some of you in this room that like tonight, you uh, like you love Jesus and you've got a relationship with God, and you just forgot. You just forgot that God actually loves you, and your world's been spinning around so crazy. You've forgotten that the God of everything treasures you so much that He would send Jesus to save you. And tonight was a reminder for you that God loves you. But there's others of you in this room that tonight was not a reminder. It was like the first time that you knew that God loves you. That up until this point, you thought either God didn't exist or if he did exist, that he just really didn't care about you. Because based on your circumstances, it didn't look like the God of everything treasured you. But tonight for whatever reason you stepped in and you realized for the first time that God loves you and that Jesus died for you. And like we talked about earlier, there's, there's a gun that's facing us and the bullet is leaving the chamber and Jesus will step in front of the bullet to save us. That's what he does. That's what he did for me when I was 12 years old and I accepted him as my savior. But he will only jump in front of the bullet if we ask him to. He died proving that he would. And some of you in this room tonight need to make that decision. Some of you have never said yes to Jesus. You've never accepted him as your savior. You've never said, God, I'm sorry and I need you because I can't do this on my own. And if that's you, we're not going to have everyone bow their head and we're not going to... Um, have you come up to the front. I'm just going to be in the back during this song. And I just want you to come talk to me. I just want you to come talk to me. If tonight is the night that you need to accept Jesus as your Savior and you've never done that before, don't leave here without doing that. Don't leave here tonight without making that decision. Because the God of everything went through great lengths to save you so that he could jump in front of the bullet for you. And I just ask that you would just talk to me right back there. So if tonight is your night and you know that's you, then as we stand and sing, come join me back there. So let's worship God.